You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning and welcome to your favorite edition of BOL Daybreak on a weekly basis because it's the Friday version of Daybreak here on the Built by Bama online podcast, Friday, February the 7th. 2020 to be exact and just when we thought we were gonna get another weekend into February and be without football well you got the XFL cranking up this weekend you got a couple of three or four Alabama players banging around in the XFL you're gonna have Greg McElroy doing some of the color analyst work for you this weekend you're gonna have a couple games on Saturday you're gonna have a couple games on Sunday so if you are just an absolute football nut you know, this is this is your fix. This is going to help you get through February into March, and then you're going to get into spring practice once again for Alabama and other college programs. So this is kind of like a nicotine patch, I guess you could say, the XFL. You're going to have some cool rules in this league too. You know, some changes, some things that will be different. As far as overtime rules go, you'll basically have the football equivalent of a soccer shootout where you basically just run one play uh, over five frames and whoever converts the most plays in that stretch uh, is the winner in overtime. You're going to have some different things on kickoffs. You're going to be able to throw two forward passes as long as the first one is behind the line of scrimmage, but it can be forward, if you know what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be a lateral behind the line of scrimmage. It can be a pass that's forward as long as it's, behind the line of scrimmage. You trust me, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out as we go. If you're that hardcore, you'll figure out the nuances of the XFL. Um but the dust settling on National Signing Day 2020 or as Nick Saban referred to it on Wednesday, limited edition signing day and it certainly was for the Alabama Crimson Tide, tied up some loose ends with uh three of the previously committed players to this Alabama class, signing on the dotted line on Wednesday. Jamil Burroughs, the big defensive lineman uh, from over in Georgia. Javon Baker, likewise, uh, over there with Jamil Burroughs, uh, the wide receiver. Uh, then you also had Damian George, the big offensive lineman from the Houston, Texas area. So those were the three guys that signed on Wednesday Of course, you also had Carl Tucker, the grad transfer tight end, making his intentions known here in the last week or so that he would, in fact, join the Alabama program uh, in time for the first summer semester is when you're going to see Carl Tucker. I always want to call him Carl Perkins. I come real close to doing that a couple of times now, but I've been able to sort of hang in there and keep it, you know, Carl Tucker. Uh, But the the six-year senior, going to join the Alabama Crimson Tide in time for the 2020 season. And Alabama finishes with the nation's number two recruiting class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Team Rankings. Alabama with the highest rating per signee at 93.56 on average, which was just ahead of Clemson. And Clemson actually finished third in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. The Georgia Bulldogs of Kirby Smart secure the number one overall recruiting class for the 2020 cycle. Again, according to the 24-7 sports 
composite. So there you go. Recruiting for 2020, pretty much a wrap. And with that, on the heels of that, uh, not surprising at all to see Alabama on Thursday formally announce the hiring of Freddie Roach as the Crimson Tide's new defensive line coach. I mean, Freddie's been out on the recruiting trail. You know, this was well known that this had already happened. Uh, but all the uh, formalities, I guess, have been addressed. And Freddie Roach is officially the defensive line coach now at Alabama with that. You saw on Thursday, or perhaps you did anyway, uh, Brian Baker, the outgoing defensive line coach, revealed via social media that he was headed back to the National Football League to take in take on a position with the Indianapolis Colts. So there you go. Freddie Roach, the fourth defensive line coach for Alabama in as many years. And he's inheriting a group with plenty of potential, plenty of upside, Uh, Some guys that were sort of rushed into action in the 2019 season. Some of the benefits from that should start to show up in 2020. When you talk about guys like uh, Byron Young, Justin Aboigby, uh, DJ Dale to an extent, although he dealt with injuries pretty much from wire to wire throughout the 2019 season, did the true freshman nose tackle. But you're bringing back LeBron Ray, who you hope, You hope LeBron Ray is able to sort of avoid this injury bug that he has fallen victim to in two of his three years in the program and is able to give you a full season of what LeBron Ray can potentially be on that defensive line to go along with Christian Barmore and a couple of redshirt freshmen and Braylon Ingram, Ishmael Softshire at the nose tackle position. You mix in Tim Smith, who recently picked up his fifth star uh, as a 2020 defensive lineman from 247sports.com. Jamarian Latham uh, from Pickens County right there nearby. Played for Alabama. Former Alabama tight end Michael Williams there at Pickens County. And again, Jamil Burroughs joining that mix as well. So, Look, you absolutely would have loved to have finished up with McKinley Jackson, the defensive lineman from Loosedale, Mississippi. But sometimes that's recruiting, you know. And there, again, there's still plenty coming back and plenty joining the fold to, to set the stage for a very legitimate core on that defensive line for 2020 and beyond. So Freddie Roach back in there, very good player for Alabama. Got to go back to the early aughts, into the mid-aughts. Freddie with Fran, I believe, and then a couple of months with Mike Price, and then uh, a good bit with Mike Shula. And so Freddie is back in Tuscaloosa. The Alabama men's basketball team on Saturday set to travel to Athens. That's going to be a 5 o'clock tip-off on the SEC Network And when you talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, first and foremost, you're going to talk about Anthony Edwards, the outstanding freshman forward who comes into the game second in the SEC in scoring at 19.9 points per game. He's coming off a 32-point performance against UF in midweek, made six threes in that game, did Anthony Edwards. He projects as a top three type of pick for the 2020 NBA draft. Uh, In a tough loss, though, Georgia coming off of. Like Alabama, Georgia goes to Gainesville, blows a 20-plus point lead uh, before falling to the Gators 
in the midweek matchup, 81-75. For Alabama, Kyra Lewis and John Petty still leading the way from an offensive perspective. Kyra at 16.5 points per game. Petty at 15. Now, for John Petty, he's gone three straight games without double-digit scoring. Uh, And he's been two of nine from three in his last two games. Now, what John Petty has continued to improve upon, really going back to last year, is when he isn't prolific in the scoring column, he picks it up in some other areas of the game. And he's had 20 rebounds in the last two games. He uh, He had nine against Arkansas last weekend, last Saturday, and then followed that up with 11 against Tennessee in the midweek loss on Tuesday. Jaden Shackelford's been pretty good offensively. Combined 40 points in those games against Arkansas and Tennessee, including 28 last Saturday against the Razorbacks. So, look, if we're really going to have any type of legitimate sort of NCAA tournament discussion about this Alabama basketball team, uh, it has to start with a win. It has to be reignited with a win on the road against a Georgia team that when you look at the SEC standings right now, uh, you know, you're, you're looking down towards the, the bottom of the, 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 the standings there, as we know. Um, it's, a, it's a team that uh, under Tom Crean, I don't think we're to the point with Tom Crean yet where the Wolves are, are totally out, but certainly more was expected with Edwards joining that mix than a 2-7 and seven mark through nine SEC games for the Georgia Bulldogs. But that's where things sit for UGA. So an opportunity for Alabama, even without Herbert Jones, once again, that makes it a much more daunting task, as we know, to go on the road and try to right this ship quickly. Uh, Because next week, you go to Auburn midweek, and then you get LSU back in Tuscaloosa uh, a week from tomorrow. And how about LSU losing to Vanderbilt midweek? on uh, Wednesday night. Good for Vanderbilt, man. 28 straight losses it had been for Vanderbilt against SEC foes, including 26 straight in regular season play. But uh, the Commodores get it done, 99-90 to over LSU in Nashville midweek. Uh, Other items of interest as we head into this sports weekend. Certainly want to point out the power of the pink meat for Alabama Gymnastics versus Missouri tonight at Coleman Coliseum. Really an event. And and Alabama Gymnastics with a little bit of momentum right now, coming off a road win at LSU last weekend. And as we know in gymnastics, it's not even so much about the, the wins and losses as it is you know, the scores that you post on a weekly basis. So, uh, But still, good to get that first win in that column anyway of the 2020 season. Uh, but you got that power of the pink meat at Coleman tonight. One of the crown jewels, really, of legendary coach Sarah Patterson during her tenure at Alabama to create so much awareness for breast cancer and breast cancer research should be a big, big night at Coleman Coliseum. You got a big weekend for softball cranking up down in Tallahassee later today also. You're going to have Alabama taking on Alabama, pretty much a consensus, 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 number one preseason pick in the softball polls. 
Alabama Patrick Murphy's Club going to get things going in Tallahassee this weekend today, as a matter of fact. Going to face North Carolina at noon today before taking on Florida State at 5 o'clock Central uh, later today. And then on Saturday, Alabama will play Florida State at 2 Central and North Carolina at 4.30. Now, those games against Florida State, best I can tell, you're going to be able to stream those uh, at Watch ESPN. So you'll be able to see those via stream. Uh, haven't been able to find much in terms of the games against UNC. Not sure if they're going to be on uh, that same platform or not. I can tell you this, the weekend after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Murph's going to take his team to that uh, prestigious St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational. And among the competition, among the opponents that Alabama will face down there, Washington and UCLA out of the Pac-12. So you're talking about top five matchups in those games. Washington, uh, that game will be on Thursday of next week. Uh, UCLA will be the following day on that Friday, Valentine's Day, the 14th. Fellas, you need to keep that date in mind there. And both those games will start at 3 o'clock Central, and both of those will air on ESPNU. And, uh, you know, Murph's got the pitching, though. He's got the pitching to go to those type of events and fare extremely well. I mean, when you've got the uh, when you've got the Montana Fouts uh, leading the way in that rotation, and then you've got the Sarah Cornell, the SEC Pitcher of the Year for 2019, um, you've got Crystal Goodman back. You're adding Lexi Kilfoyle. And he's got four number one type pitchers going into the season. Lexi Kilfoyle, the freshman from Land Lakes, Florida, going to be interesting to watch too because in talking to Murph a few weeks ago, uh, he said Kilfoyle's going to hit too. She was a outstanding two-way player on the high school level. Well, the expectation is is that she's going to get some opportunities to show off that uh, ability to hit as well. Now, you know, how much more offensive production does Murph really need? Well, you know, you can you can always add to Maddie Morgan and Alyssa Brown and Skylar Wallace and KB Sides and uh, Kaylee Tao and Bailey Hempful. Uh uh, Claire Jenkins is out for the season with that knee injury at short, so that's going to mean Skylar Wallace uh, is expected to slide over from second to short. You know That weakens you a little bit up the middle, and if I were going to point at an area of this team where maybe there are some concerns, it's not so much in center field because you know exactly what you've got in Alyssa Brown. Uh, but with Wallace having to go from second to short, and there are concerns behind the plate. Uh, Bailey Hempful ideally wouldn't have to be uh, a pretty much regular in, in that catching spot, uh, but it may end up being that for this team. 
because re- replacing Reagan Dykes isn't going to be easy. Um, so there are a few concerns, but man, when you talk about returning pitching and returning production offensively, uh, no one's going to cry crocodile tears for some of these issues we just talked about with Murph and his softball team. By the way, speaking of Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day weekend, Alabama baseball, this is the last weekend of uh, the preseason, I guess you could call it, for the Alabama baseball team as Brad Bohannon's team will open the 2020 season one week from today against Northeastern over there at the Joe off of Bryant Drive. So there you go. That's pretty much where things sit on this Friday morning. Uh, We hope you have a great weekend. As always, we appreciate you tuning in to us here on the Built by Bama online podcast. Um, If you haven't already, help us out. Subscribe to the podcast. Maybe leave us a review, a rating while you're there. That'll help us out in the old search department. And uh, we'd be greatly appreciative of that. And we're certainly appreciative of you joining us each and every day at BamaOnline.com and certainly on that roundtable message board for our premium subscribers. It's been a lot of fun on this Friday edition of Daybreak, part of the Built by Bama online podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll check back in with you on Monday. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.